Hello, welcome to Praying the Word of God. My name is Tay and I am here to pray through the Word of God with you. Now, it's no secret that we live in a goal-driven society, which is not a bad thing because goals give us a sense of accomplishment and meaning to our lives. And because there's so many things I want to do in my life, there's so many things that I want to experience. I actually have a list of things that I'd like to complete by the time I get to, you know, my 40s and 50s and so on. So nearly every year I take a personal inventory of all the things I've set out to accomplish from the year before to see how close I came to meeting each one. Then for the goals I don't meet, they get added to the list of things to accomplish for the new year. I then come up with a strategy for how I can obtain what it is that I want to accomplish and then I just begin my mission of executing each one. Now, when I look back and see what I've accomplished, it makes me feel good because I actually completed what I set out to to do and it makes me feel even better when I see that the strategies I used to complete my goals actually worked for me. Now, with that being said, There have been many, many seasons in my life where every goal that I've planned for myself failed, right along with my carefully thought out strategies of finishing them. Gone. Down the drain. Now, if you have had a season like this, then you can easily imagine how that feels when what you set out to do doesn't work out as you planned. You basically feel defeated. You feel anxious about what's going to be the result of your failed plan and who else will have to suffer because of it. You even feel confused about why your plans didn't work out in the first place. Now, if something you took a significant risk on, then you're absolutely scared, aren't you? Because you have no clue how far back you will have to go before you can see the light of day again. Now, before I go on, I'd like to take the time to let you know that this message is a little lengthy, but I promise if you hang in there, you'll find that this message and the prayer in it is for you or for someone you need to give this to. So in Acts chapter 27, we find a prisoner, a ship captain, and the owner of the ship in a similar situation as they're in the process of sailing to Rome. You see, the officer was sent on a very important mission and put in charge of making sure one distinct prisoner who made an appeal to Caesar the emperor gets to plead his case. And his only responsibility was to keep all the prisoners contained while in his custody and especially make sure the prisoner who made the appeal successfully stands before the emperor to be heard. Now the ship captain, he also submitted to going to Rome, but... He had his own responsibilities and plans on how to execute the mission. And since ship captains are experts at navigating through seas, I'm sure he had a proven success plan that he was going to use for navigating through safe lands. Now for the owner, although it was his ship, he was not the expert at sailing, nor did he bear any responsibility for anyone on the ship. However, he had the final say-so over when to sail because the ship belonged to him. 
And he used the ship to take care of his own business. Because outside of everyone else's necessity to get to Rome, the owner had his own set schedule that involved stopping at several porters in a timely manner before getting there. And if you study the text, it's obvious that everyone had their own motives and strategies for accomplishing what they needed to accomplish for themselves while getting to Rome. And there didn't seem to be anything wrong with this except for them failing to remember one thing. And they would need the prisoner who made the appeal to Caesar to remind them of the greater purpose of their sale to Rome. However, it was only until things went from bad to worse when they listened. Although bound, this famous prisoner, who we know as the Apostle Paul, carried the greatest purpose of all the men on that ship. And that purpose was to witness the gospel to one of the most powerful men in the world for the very first time. Unfortunately, because he was considered a prisoner, his purpose and even his warning of an upcoming storm was overlooked by those in charge of him. And because of this, everyone in the ship, including the ship itself, suffered great loss until everyone else set aside their personal agendas and heeded the instructions of the man whose purpose carried the will of God. You see, Paul knew they were getting ready to face great spiritual warfare through the opposition of the storm. He knew that the enemy was not going to allow him to sail smoothly with the gospel bound on the inside of him. And while everyone else was focused on making sure they met their own deadlines and goals, Paul paid attention to the fact that they were going to have several days of slow and difficult sailing and that they needed to move forward with caution and patience so that nothing would be lost in the process. Just as Paul foresaw, the winds became so violent that they had to sail near the coastlines to avoid the open sea. But even still, they struggled great difficulty as the weather became dangerous to travel at all. Now, Paul was bound and he was limited to what he could do. But because he discerned the opposition that was happening, he felt the need to warn all in charge about the trouble they would face. And he told them that if they didn't reach the nearest shelter, that they were going to suffer a shipwreck, loss of cargo, and even danger to everyone's lives. But no one wanted to settle at the nearest place because it was considered a poor place to settle during the storms in the winter season. And they wanted to be more comfortable if they chose to stop at all. So they disregarded Paul. So have you ever been in a season of your life where you were at a good momentum? Then you began to see certain things cautioning you to slow down. But you didn't want to because you didn't want anything to set you back. You see, I absolutely understand why they didn't want to stop. They were goal-driven. They were persevering. These men were not lazy people. They knew that they had jobs to do, and they were determined to see it out to completion, no matter what storm comes. And when you're pursuing something that's important to you, it's hard to listen to the advice of someone telling you to slow down. Now, the officer 
could have possibly convinced the others to listen to Paul because the officer had a certain level of respect for Paul, but he still regarded Paul's purpose and his plan as less than. So ultimately, they all failed to recognize that although God's word was contained in the heart of a humble prisoner, it still had final authority. And because the officer saw Paul as someone with the least authority on the ship, the officer chose not to listen to Paul's warning, but instead he listened to the ship's captain and the owner. And so they sailed further up the coast of Crete to try to make it to a place they felt would be more comfortable for them. And the sailors actually thought they would make it because the wind and the storm had calmed down for a bit. But then the weather abruptly changed back violently. The scripture actually says that it was a wind of a typhoon strength called a northeaster and it burst across the island and it blew them all out to sea. And in scripture says that the wind was so strong, the sailors couldn't even turn the ship into the wind. And that is when they finally gave up trying to steer their course. But they still tried everything in their power to keep the ship intact and strengthened. They bound ropes around the hull of the ship to keep it from falling apart. And they even lowered the sea anchor to try to keep the ship from being tossed around so much. But that didn't work. And the vicious winds just continued to batter the ship. So the crew started throwing the cargo and some of the ship's gear and threw it all overboard. Scripture says that this storm was so horrific that it raged on for many days, even blotting out the sun and the stars. So the people were drained. They hadn't eaten for days. And they eventually lost all hope. They were out in the middle of the sea, waiting to die. Have you ever been shipwrecked? Now, you may not have literally experienced the destruction of a ship at sea, sinking and breaking apart with you in it. But has there ever been a season in your life where you were preparing for something you believe to be the next big move for you? You had everything secured and planned out. You'd been spending all this time pacing yourself and calculating how much time it would take for you to reach this goal. I don't know, maybe you were planning a wedding. Maybe you were in the middle of furthering your education or in the middle of executing a new business proposal. Then all of a sudden, as everything you planned moved in the right direction, your whole life went left. You go over in your mind of ways you could have gone around or avoided these issues altogether, but here you are, out in the middle of nowhere, with no sense of direction, no sense of survival, no plan B, just you inside of your ship with the storms of life attempting to tear you apart one piece at a time so much that you can't even think straight. Your problems have completely consumed you, ripped apart almost everything you've been trying to build for yourself and all you have left are broken pieces of the things that once safely held you together. You're exhausted by all the beatings. All the blows come in one by one. The storm in your life seems to have blotted out every piece of confidence you had. And you feel like God is absent. So you lose all hope. And now you wake up every day simply waiting to die.
Now, the prayer I have today comes from being able to relate to this story. And I'm saying this because prayers can come from various sources. Sometimes they're motivated by a specific scripture and sometimes they're compelled by stories. As we listen, we're able to find ourselves relating to the characters or the situations. And from this can come prayers. So if you feel like this is you, if you feel like you can relate to this story and you feel like your life seems like it's been shipwrecked, then let's pray. Father, after listening to this story, I feel like this is my life. I've been doing enough of my own planning and talking and maybe it's time for me to sit and listen to you because my plans are no longer working for me. Please take my life and direct it as you see fit. Speak to me again and I will incline my ears to your instructions. Reveal yourself to me again. Everything I've planned seems to be falling apart. And now my hope is fading. Father, show me how to get back to safe lands, even if it has to be on these broken pieces. This time, Father, I will heed your words because I now recognize that although you have given me the desires of my heart, you use them to serve a greater purpose than just in my life. But my desires are to ultimately aid in the fulfillment of your will. Yeah, I failed because I did not put care into the fact that I am supposed to live my life for your will to be done at the direction of your Holy Spirit. And looking back, I heard your spirit cautioning me. But I tried to rush to a place that was convenient for me instead of listening to your spirit. I now see that the mission you've placed on the inside of me wasn't just another goal to be scratched off of my to-do list. I now see that making goals and pursuing what I believe you gave me to do wasn't a bad thing, but that somewhere down the line, I made it more about how reaching my destination would benefit me than about how it would benefit the kingdom. So forgive me for not placing enough value on the gift you've placed on the inside of me. Forgive me for being so caught up in how what I have to offer will benefit me to the point that I didn't recognize that what you've placed down on the inside of me is supposed to set others free as well. I now recognize that what you have placed on the inside of me is not just for me and in fact it's greater than me. And because of this I can move through you but I can't move any old kind of way. It can no longer be my moves. Because what I'm carrying is for your glory, I need to learn how to make God moves. Forgive me for not respecting the unadulterated power of the gospel that's wrapped up in my purpose and for not seeing that it's through my purpose that your gospel is delivered. Yet my failure to follow and listen to you kept it locked up. So I now give up doing things my way and going in my direction. Now I'm waiting for you. Please show me where to stand while I'm waiting. Help me to be patient with your will and help me to remember that it is for an appointed time. But at the end, your promises shall speak and it shall not lie. Though it tarry, help me to remember to wait for it. 
because it will surely come and it will not remain behind. Just like those on the ship had Paul to warn them, help me to remember that I have your Holy Spirit to lead and guide me. Help me to see that your word is right here in the middle of the storm with me. The season has broken me and at times I feel alone. Yet even in my solitude, you have not abandoned me. Because of the blood of Jesus Christ, I still have access to your throne. And you have heard every one of my groans. I now see that only you know the way that I should go. Although I can't seem to see the sun shining through the dark clouds of uncertainty right now, I ask that you restore unto me the joy of your salvation. Father, reclaim your purpose for me, for I am yours. Help me to rise again. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. It's important for me to note that after about 14 days out at sea, and the men had given up, they've given up all hope of being saved. Paul stepped in and he said this, Men, you should have listened to me in the first place and not left Crete. You would have avoided all this damage and loss. But take courage. None of you will lose your lives, even though the ship will go down. For last night, an angel of God, whom I belong and whom I serve, stood beside me and he said, Don't be afraid, for you will surely stand trial before Caesar. What's more, God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. So take courage, for I believe God. It will be just as he said. And so just as Paul had to encourage the men on the ship, I truly believe that every day God allows us to wake up to see another day. It's because he's given us another chance to do better than we did the day before. And if you are here today and you're listening to this podcast, this is your day to do better, to choose better, and to pursue his will above your own. Of course, we all should have listened to the voice of God because we would have avoided unnecessary damage and loss. But because we're here, we're alive, and God has given us another chance, we can take courage. Even though your plans have been destroyed, even though you seem to have lost everything you've been trying to build for you and your family, even though you may be barely surviving on broken pieces, you will not lose your life. Just like the angel of God stood beside Paul and said, don't be afraid because God in his goodness has granted safety. If this story or this prayer resonated with you, maybe the Holy Spirit is telling you, don't be afraid. For God in his goodness has granted you safety and his purpose for your life will surely come to pass. So take courage, believe God, and it will be just as he said. And of course, before I go, I want to remind you that this podcast is available on iTunes, Google, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Overbox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, and other podcasting networks. So if you know someone who will be encouraged by these prayers, simply share it. You can also find prayers and others like this on my blog at makemegoodground.wordpress.com and at Facebook at Make Me Good Ground. 
And as always, stay in his peace and have a beautiful and abundant day.